At Oakstar Bank, our mission is to create meaningful relationships by creating extraordinary experiences for those we serve. Our motto for achieving that is to create a difference and leave a legacy. That is not just something we say. It is something we believe and strive to live each and every day. We don't see those we serve as customers. We see them as friends and neighbors. We believe our community should be a better place because we are here and we take that commitment seriously. We look forward to continuing to serve you. Oakstar Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 95.3 KDKD, today's country. Good morning, I'm country boy Don Williams, and it's time for our community spotlight. Brought to you by Oakstar Bank. This morning, my guest is Brandy McKinney, the Director of Home Services with Golden Valley Memorial Health Care. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning. Yeah, might want to get the microphone a little bit closer there, Brandy. Uh, that way, we can everybody can hear you. Good morning, Don. Uh, good morning. Okay, so Brandy, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Okay, um, well, I became a nurse. Um, let's see, it was in 2010. I became an LPN, and then I went into RN school. I just finished my bachelor's degree last year. Um, I have been with Golden Valley. Um, I started in 2013 with Twin Lakes Hospice, and then we uh, merged with Golden Valley in 2018, um, and I became manager of home services in 2020, and now am the director of home services. Well, congratulations on that, e- even though, uh, how long has that been that you've been the director of home um, services? Just recently. Just, just recently. Just a few weeks, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, really, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Awesome, awesome. Well, um, so, and how long did you say you'd been at Golden Valley? So, technically with Golden Valley for three years, um, okay. Twin Lakes Hospice and Golden Valley merged in 2018, um, and so we became a department of the organization at that time, um, but then I was with hospice before that, starting in 2013. What was your inspiration? Everybody, you know, when they choose a career, for the most part, if you choose a career, something inspired you. What was your inspiration? What made you want to do this? So about 20 years ago, um, I lost a loved one, and they had home care nurses come and help me take care of him. Um, I was very intrigued and fascinated by everything that they did for us and so grateful for their help during that tough time. Um, During that time, we had several hospital stays, and the nurses that helped us were always so kind and understanding. Um, At the time, I had two young children, and it was my husband who was sick, And so we were really, um, you know, it was really, really devastating. Um, So that is why I became a nurse. Um, After that, I decided, you know, this is what I want to do. And the cool thing is now I actually get to work with one of the ladies who came to my house all of those years ago and helped me take care of my husband at the time. So it's just kind of I've come full circle with that. Well, that is fantastic. And uh, uh, now, did she remember you? Uh, she did. That's yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. And yeah. there's usually an inspiration behind that. And I'm sorry for your loss at that time. And, and uh, of course, on a personal note, I lost uh, a younger sister who was only 42 at the time to breast cancer. And, uh, you know, the home health services came in and, and took care of her in her, her final days. And, uh uh, you know, uh, the, the compassion that they leave behind is just amazing. Yeah. Uh, hospices, and um, those folks are amazing yes, to me. They, they really are. Um, what do you love most about your job? 
So I love that we get to keep people at home. Um, we get to help them regain independence if they're on the home health side or on the hospice side. I love that we can be there for them throughout their journey. Um, we're helping the patient, not only the patient, but their family, their caregivers. We're supporting all of them throughout their time, either on home health or hospice. And it's just a blessing to be able to provide this type of care. And I'm so proud of everything that our team does. And say somebody is um, in that situation now. What what are the steps? What do they need to do? Who do they call? I mean, you know, you're sitting there, you're wondering, okay, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that the hospital helps yes. direct people there. But say somebody's at home, they know that this is coming and, and, and they want to reach out. How do they do that? So if they're um, at home and they're thinking that they need some extra care, whether it be home health or hospice, the first step would be to contact their physician um, and just discuss with them. Um, They can also call us and we can make that call as well. Um, And that starts the whole process. And then from there, we do some evaluations. The physicians are involved. And then we get them on the right side of care, whether it be home health or hospice. Okay. And uh, what's that phone number, Brittany? So uh, Brandy, for, excuse me. That's okay. Um, for home health, they can call 660-885-5088. And for hospice, they can call 660-890-2014. Okay. Well, tell us more about, about this. Um, okay. So for home health, um, home health, we see patients in a 50-mile radius of Clinton, So we are all the way from Holden, um, going through Appleton City, Osceola, down to Edwards and Warsaw, Windsor, Leeton, and then, of course, Clinton. So that's our our service area there. Currently, our nursing team is 10 nurses, and our therapy team is 16 individuals who are in the field taking care of patients every day. We also have an aide who assists with bathing and personal cares in patients' homes, Um, We also have social work that's involved for any social work needs. We do run seven days a week, 365 days a year. So we're available to our patients for home health every day, all all hours of day and night. Um, Home health is covered by many private insurances, Medicaid and Medicare. And the items or the tasks that we take care of in home health, The patients will need a short-term intermittent skilled need. So what that means is they would need some type of therapy, maybe occupational therapy, physical therapy, or speech therapy. A patient might need wound care. They may need education on medications or a disease process, education on new procedures like a tube feeding or a pleurex catheter. Maybe they have a tracheostomy. We also do PICC line care. We oversee medication administration with their PICC lines or ports. Um, Our social workers, they assess needs for durable medical equipment or community resources for housekeeping, um, also food or utility assistance because, you know, we have that as well. They will try to get them resources for those. Our social workers will also visit with our patients regarding advanced directives and assist with completion of durable health care power of attorney paperwork. And the home health team, they work with the patient and their caregiver to regain independence and improve the overall health of the patient. Um, the care 
can be provided in a personal residence or in a residential or assisted living facility. So we're not just strictly in their home. As far as a personal residence, we can provide cares elsewhere. And it and sounds like there, there's so, so many different scenarios where yes. someone may need home health care. Maybe it was an accident right. or a stroke or, I mean, the, the list goes on and on where home health service is required or needed and you guys provide that. Yeah, really any, any new um, event or new situation with the patient could possibly be a need for home health if they have a new diagnosis um, if they're on new medications, if they fall. I mean, there's so many different scenarios. So definitely reach out if one of those would apply. Okay. Well, that is, uh, well, it, it's a fantastic program, what you guys do, because we all know that extended stays in the hospital sometimes are necessary, mm-hmm. but you would be more comfortable if you could be at home. And if somebody can be there to kind of, help you you know whether like you said whether it's occupational therapy or speech therapy maybe after a stroke and and just learning to do the basics again that's kind of what you guys are helping with yes definitely and then for our hospice services um, so hospice we see patients within 60 miles of Clinton so a little bit over the home health radius Um, our hospice team we have nurses aides social workers we have a chaplain a volunteer services coordinator, and we also have 14 volunteers that all work together to meet patient needs. Um, people who come on to hospice do have a life-limiting illness, and our team focuses on their quality of life for the time that the patient has left. Sometimes that could be days, weeks, months, even years. It just depends. And we provide medical care, emotional, and spiritual support to the patient and their family. Medicare and Medicaid do provide hospice benefits, and some private insurances will also cover hospice. And Golden Valley Hospice is very proud that we accept all patients regardless of their ability to pay. So whether they have insurance or not, we take them on service and we will provide cares to them. Um, we are just there to provide the care um, and, and be there for them. Hospice does provide equipment, medications, supplies, anything that that is needed to enhance the comfort and quality of life. And our goal is to educate and support the patient and their caregiver through their journey. Of course, hospice is available to patients and families 24-7, 365 days a year for support and nursing services. We're ready to assist with any needs, questions, or concerns. We also take care of people in their home, whether that be a private residence, residential living, assisted living, or even a long-term care facility. Well, let's talk about hospice care a little bit. Give me a little more in-depth about what it is that you provide. Okay. Um, So we would go out and provide, um, the nurses would go out and make visits to provide any teaching or support regarding symptoms that the patient may have education on medications, um, any just the whole disease process and the dying process. We're really there to support them through all of that. Um, We also, I mentioned, we have 14 volunteers. Our volunteers are very important. Um, Our volunteers don't provide personal care, but they are there for 
if a caregiver needs to run errands or they have a doctor's appointment themselves and can't leave their loved one home alone, the volunteer will come and sit with that person. Um, we are regulated by Medicare that we do, um, that our volunteers are with our patients for 5% of our patient care hours every year. So volunteers are a big deal. And without volunteers, we would not be able to provide care to our community. And, and let's enhance on that a minute. These are very caring people mm -hmm. that are giving up their time as volunteers. Volunteer means no pay. Right. They're not getting paid to come sit with your loved one while you get to, well, I shouldn't say get to, but maybe you have that doctor's appointment, like right. you said, and you have to go. You have to go to your appointment. Um, you have to go to the grocery store. You, yes. There are things that you need to do as part of the living process, and these folks are giving their time, their care, their compassion. That is important. It is. And we also will um, even sit with the patient if a volunteer just needs a break and needs to go take a nap, um, that kind of thing. You know, we, we will sit with them. So whatever we can do to help the caregiver and the patient, we are there for them. That is, uh, that is fantastic. And so uh, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to uh, not only the caregivers and, and everything, but also to those volunteers, because that was something I did not know. Mm -hmm. I did not know that there were people out there that were volunteering, giving up their time, giving their care for no pay, just for love and compassion of the human race. Uh, so thank you to those folks. You're welcome. Yeah, our volunteers are wonderful they spend many hours with our patients, and they're not compensated for their time. Um, they drive their own vehicles, and we do take care of patients on the hospice side 60 miles from Clinton. We are lucky to have volunteers in just about every area um, that we provide care. And even if we don't have a volunteer in that area, someone will drive to, to help that patient and their caregiver. So let me ask you this, Brandy, if someone is listening to the program today and they say, wow, I didn't know that, but I would like to help, what do they need to do to become a volunteer? So they need to call us at 660-890-2014, um, talk to our volunteer services coordinator, her name is Lori, and Lori will get them set up, um, they will go through some in-service training, and um, just a lot of different trainings to prepare them for what they do as a volunteer. And it's a pretty simple process. Um, they don't have to go through days of training like a new employee would, um, but they do have to go to the hospital and they're considered an employee. Um, so they do have some trainings they have to do there, but most of it is through us at hospice and Lori will get them them ready and, and assigned to a patient. Wow, that's uh, pretty impressive. Um, what else do we need, need to know? Well, um, so we are very blessed to have two clinical supervisors with our home services team. We have Tammy Brashears. She's a clinical supervisor at Home Health. Tammy has been with Golden Valley for 25 years. So Tammy started as an aide and then became an LPN and then an RN, all working with home health. That's still where she's at today. We're so thankful for her. Um, Tammy's been in this clinical supervisor role for three years. 
she oversees the nursing side of clinical care. She works closely with all of our other disciplines in home health to assure that appropriate care is given and, of course, that our documentation is in compliance. Um, Sir, Tammy recently became a certified OASIS quality specialist, um, and we're, that's, a, that's a big deal. It's a very tough course that she had to take to obtain that certification, and we're so very proud of her for completing that. Um, basically, that means that she is the expert when it, OASIS is our um, assessment, um, our assessment that we use on our patients, and so she is definitely the expert on that. Awesome. Uh, anybody else we need to recognize? Yes, Christy Foster. So Christy is our hospice services clinical supervisor. Christy started with hospice in 2014. She recently stepped into the clinical supervisor role for several, she has several years of hospital experience. She worked on med surge and ICU units prior to coming to hospice. And she oversees the nursing and aid care for hospice patients. She assists with individualization of their care plans and of course, regulatory compliance. Both of those ladies are great mentors. They bring lots of wisdom and experience to our team. That is that is pretty awesome. And and uh, what is a status certificate? I saw that yes. earlier, and I thought, what is that? So we achieved deemed status from Joint Commission. Um, what this means, we've worked really hard the last two years to get this status. It means that we've met or exceeded the conditions of participation for home health and hospice that are set, set by the state and the Center for Medicaid and Medicare Services, and also standards that are set by Joint Commission. So that's pretty tough, pretty grueling, um, but we are very proud of our team for achieving that. They work very hard. They take wonderful care of our patients, and of course that is reflected in us getting this status. Okay, Brandy, we've got a little over a minute left. Let's uh, kind of wrap it up and, and fill me in on what else we need to know. Okay, so I wanted to touch on our patient satisfaction. We take patient satisfaction very seriously. We're very proud to report for the past four months, 93% of home health patients surveyed and 95% of hospice families surveyed said they would rank our home services teams a 9 or a 10 out of 10. And then another topic, of course, right now is infection control. We call all of our patients after admission. Um, that adds up to about 900 people a year. We just call, check in, see how things are going. Since COVID started in our area two years ago, 100% of the patients and families surveyed reported staff are washing their hands with soap and water, using hand gel, wearing their PPE, their mask and goggles, their gloves every visit. So we are proud of that as well. That's fantastic, and as they should. I mean, you know, I mean, that's just, you'd think, normal. But so many people, so many people got educated over the past yes, couple of years. on, so. and, and this is just stuff that nurses and hospice and healthcare workers have done and continue to do. So that's, that's fantastic. Brandy McKinney, Director of Home Services with Golden Valley Memorial Healthcare, Thank you so much for stopping by today and on our Community Spotlight. Thank you. Thank you.